Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Digital Audio Health by... Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has he been inspired by a calling, crafted his journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversations and to use them to help you recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Clay Lamakayu Miller, who lives in the Verde Valley near Sedona, Arizona in Old Town Cottonwood with his dogs Beauty and Sundance, who are his devoted helpers. Lamakayu is a soul dreamer in the shamanic tradition and the originator of primordial movements in an intuitive body-based technique for aiding emotional movements of the soul. Lamakayu means everything finished well. Clay studied English and philosophy at the UC Berkeley and is the author of Medicine One, One Noble Truth, and the companion to The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy, Discussion and Guided Affirmations. He is a highly sought after voice for audible recordings. I met Clay's voice when I was when I had downloaded an audiobook, and I have been a fan of his ever since. I would log into Audible to search his name and to buy a book that he had narrated. Today, I am pleased to introduce Lama Caillou to the Rhonda Grant Show. Clay, please tell us more about Medicine of One. The Medicine of One, which um, is the, the whole, the sort of umbrella of everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And you are the medicine of one. When you are just simply in your quiet, open, here presence, like when you sit in a beautiful place, like is around here in Sedona, and you're quiet, and you're empty, and you're just really here. Mm -hmm. It's your I am, in a sense. So your relaxed I am is the medicine of one. And so in, you know, I use the, the shamanic tools of journeying and uh, various energetic things to help bring people into that sense of connection with themselves and to bring them into what they want. I use the circle a lot too, to, uh, to talk about your, who you really are. So the circle is open and spacious, mm -hmm. uh, like a sphere, like the sky. And so the way we survive is to contract. Everything we do to survive is a contraction. Even mm -hmm. thinking is contraction. And so we collect our history through these contractions. 
And in a sense, you could say one of the things I do called the soul journey, which is where the soul dreamer aspect comes in, is that I get a sense of what I always want to know what a person wants. What do you want? Right. How do you want to how do you want to feel? That's a hard question, though, because a lot of people really don't know what they want. Right. So sometimes that's the first thing Mm -hmm. they don't know. Well, usually they know what they don't want, though. Okay. They know what they don't want to feel anymore. They know how they don't want to behave anymore. So that usually leads you to what they want. So if a person is always, say, angry Mm -hmm. and, and can't get out of that loop, clearly that's not a peaceful state. So what they really want is peace. And it's a feeling, not just an idea. Mm-hmm. It's a whole state. So let's say I flush out four things that a person wants, sort of like in the four directions. It might be peace, trust, freedom, to speak my truth then. Okay. And so knowing what they want, I go, okay. So everything, if for all these things to come through you in a balanced state, imagine that who you really are is that circle and you want to live at the center where these come through you. Mm-hmm. But because you've collected all these past movements that keep pulling you out of the center that have an energy that you don't like, mm-hmm. we must free all these things you want are actually trapped in them. And so we must journey through them energetically to mm-hmm. free you from the, your history so you can live at the center and what you want is freed from inside of you. It's not, it's already there. It just mm-hmm. gets trapped. So um, yeah, the biggest thing of everything I do is that, is that medicine of one and how to move through life. And the shaman, I, the shamanic part of it is just uh, the best way I can describe the, the skills and gifts that I have to help people do that. Uh, otherwise, in many ways, uh, I don't, I don't really indulge in what a lot of people associate with shamanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it all, it's all between me and them. I don't rely on a lot of stuff. Right. A lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, in my thirties, I was listening to, uh, you said a word there called in your center. And I was listening to uh, it would have been an audio tape back then. Uh, Stephen Covey was talking with Tony Robbins, I believe it was on an audio tape. And he said, the one who sits in the center, in the middle knows. And I was not at the point where I was enlightened enough even to know what the heck he was talking about. And I remember rewinding the tape to listen to it again. And I couldn't figure out what he meant about center. But the set, I know what the center is today. It's the center of us. It is really our heart center, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it's also the medicine of one. <laughs> it's also the medicine of one. It's, it's your I am presence. I am your that I, I am. am. I am that I am. And people can um, say that. But that needs to resonate in the body, doesn't it? It needs, you really need to absorb that. And and I'm thinking of people who might not be uh, feeling their body as much as they could be. 
and not realizing what that I am really means. Oh, it could be very difficult because all these things we collect build a wall between that and our minds and we get trapped oh, in our minds. Right. So you literally, as if you don't know what people don't know what that is, they don't know what it feels like. Right. But, but it's as close as taking a big breath, letting your eyes go out of focus and feeling all the space around you and just feeling, let it all go down and sit there. And for two seconds, just be quiet. And you're touching it right there. You're touching so it. So if mm -hmm. I can get people just to do five seconds while I'm working with them, we can reverse something. Because, you know, uh, we, if you ever look at people when they tell a painful story and they'll start to tear up and perhaps yes. even cry, but their whole body will start to contract. Right. And if I can get them to do the opposite, to let it come in and, and, and sort of abide as that spaciousness rather than the one that's contracting, you know, mm -hmm. to begin to identify with that simply as taking a breath, feel the space down empty. So it's, it's go to that empty and let whatever wants to move through you move. Okay. And that brings you to the center because otherwise it's pulling you out of the center because you don't like it. It's so, uncomfortable. It can yeah. be uncomfortable, can't it? And what I'm really talking about is self-love. Yes. Okay. But not as a concept. Right. So it is that sense of, you know, as you, you said, that center is, is the heart. And yeah, it's, it's love naturally. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, because everybody survives in the opposite way. It, it's difficult to even uh, know what that is. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also what, you know, a lot of the uh, Eastern religions, uh, Buddhism and uh, Advaita, uh, Hinduism and whatnot. Right. Uh, that's it's the same thing. They have different names for what they call mental tendencies, that, you know, are sort of our, our spins that we get caught up in. And mm -hmm. um, but the key for in, in my work is that there is an emotional energy that hasn't, it's like, imagine a pool of water and you drop something in it and it ripples out and gets calm. Yes. But in life, it's like we're that pool. And when it hits the pool, we, we, we don't let it spin out. It, we contract around it. And that force stays there and it's a charge inside of us. Oh. And then we go through life with these charges inside of us. And when we bump into anything that's similar, we react and react, which we don't like. No. And, and, and sometimes we may, uh, might revisit that at the end of the day, what we reacted to and, and not really understand ourselves enough to know how we can change that reaction. Right. And usually people want to change it by thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And it, it, yeah, using their brain. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, good point. Using their brain instead of letting it resonate with their body and then letting it go and making those different decisions. Yeah. So imagine that a person has an issue and their way of surviving is to keep trying to get rid of the, whatever the energy, think of somebody who maybe grew up and they didn't feel loved. Mm -hmm. So inside of that person is like this one reaching out for love, mm -hmm. but they don't like that feeling because it's vulnerable. It's powerless. It's helpless. Yes. So it's actually self-hate. 
So there's that one that's reaching out. That's a little fragile one. And then there's usually an angry one. <laughs> In the background. <laughs> yeah. Or all around it. So all around and, it. Yes. And each one of those is a different sort of uh, vibration. Right. And they begin together. It happens all at the same moment. But the way we survive is to split them so we can control them. Mm-hmm. So the key for me is that rather than sort of contract and push that energy away, you actually find a way to consciously choose to bring it in. Okay. And then be that empty, relaxed, breathing, open space to it and let it do what it wants to do. Let it complete itself. Mm-hmm. And, and it, there's always opposites. So I, the, there's the, that angry one in some sense. And then there's mm-hmm. the other one that's sort of contracting. Mm-hmm. And that's the key because the whole world and oh, everything exists because of opposites. Without it, there would be no world. Right. The yin and the yang, right? Uh, and, and those two are important in sort of getting what you might call a release, I guess. Because uh, you are releasing something that seems like a negative energy once that goes through that becomes a positive contribution to who you are. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful. also when, Beautiful. when you think of people that people can't connect to that sense of I am or that center, it's because they've gathered all this stuff. It's sitting inside of the space of their presence, their body, mm-hmm. and they can't get in. <laughs> they, Oh, they can't get in no. into the body. No, they Literally. can't. Yeah, yeah, they're not really living in their body because it's too uncomfortable. Right. Is that and, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Boy. so, in a sense, by moving those energies, you're clearing the way. Mm-hmm. And so, that person naturally, let's say, one of the things they wanted was to feel more grounded. Well, mm-hmm. that's what happens because you're you're moving through these things that are blocking you from being grounded in your body. Right. So, uh, it, but it's always the same thing. It's it's find a way to help it move. Not right. to think about it, not to figure it out, not to analyze it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the booby prize. Yes. Um, but sometimes, you know, we need to go through that phase before we can get to the phase where we can not think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And energy is a very powerful uh, thing. I mean, we carry our energy with us everywhere we go. Um, People uh, know and understand who we are even before we get close to them because unconsciously, I'm feel even through our speaking, I'm feeling your energy, you're feeling my energy, and right. animals really pick up on energy if you're afraid or whatever. And we don't realize how powerful and how outreaching our energy is. Right. Right. And people yeah. will say, I, I don't I don't really like her. You know, and they don't know why, but it's there in that person's energy talking to their energy. Beware. It's there to warn you. Right. Right. And interestingly enough, um, some people's way to survive is to hide. Yes. They hide their energy. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why nobody sees them. Yes. And I find, I found in my life is the ones that are uh, the most unapproachable are the ones who need attention the most and love the most and understanding the most because they're hurting the most. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because all these things, rather than being that one, make letting us feel connected to everything, we're living in separation. Right. Uh, which is painful, which is why people take their lives. Separation in the body, you mean? Just they feel separate from. They feel know, separate. Yeah, they're just they're they're not connected to anything, and the pain of that separation and loneliness. Hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's a way that our, our unmoved, painful history isolates us and right. we want other people to know and understand us. And it's to the extent that we would like it, nobody can really know exactly how you feel in no, a way. No, they can't. And probably, um, they've been hurt by other people and so they're afraid to tell their story again or whatever you know to open up to other people right um so i'm really glad that you had you offer tell me about uh the four corners of it's what is it utah arizona what is the corners there utah arizona uh, it's Um, yeah it's it's where utah colorado new mexico and arizona meet right and there's actually a plaque there and you can, you know, take all your hands and your feet and stand in all four places at the same time. Well, that's interesting that you brought that up because okay. actually, in a way, that's kind of where some of what I'm talking about came out of. Okay. Uh, and it deals with the Hopi Indians. Right. So the Hopis actually live at the center of a cross mm-hmm. that's not too far from the four corners up okay. on their mesas. And that cross was created when the last world was destroyed. Um, And this being the fourth world, there was fire, ice, and a flood. The last one was a flood. So they came across the Pacific Ocean and reed boats and landed in Central America. And they were instructed over these periods of hundreds and thousands of years to carry out these migrations in the four directions to where the land meets the sea and then to settle at the center. Okay. And their job is to keep the world in balance by living at the center. So when you live at your center, mm-hmm. that's the best thing you can do for the whole world. Okay. Because out of that comes your unique gift to the world. Okay. And that's another component of what I do is what is everybody's got a unique gift. Yes, of course. I call it the spine of their life. It's this main thrust okay. that, that yeah. comes out of them. And it's the, so when I do a retreat with somebody, that's what we end. That's where we end. What is, what is yours? What is it for you? What is yours? We want to, and I have them find a stick they like, and we write it on there. And so that's something they go away with. In a way they go home with their own circle. Right. So they might have rocks they've picked up and sometimes ribbons we write things on. And, but it's just to bring it into a physical reality too, as well. Right. So it's not out there, but you're actually bringing by by choosing rocks and different things. Is it? It's sort of like is it like a? Does a person feel like they're kind of labeling their energy yeah. based on that or resonating with that rock? I'm a rock. I carry rocks yeah. all the time. Some yeah. crystals I might, actually. I might take a person out and say, okay. The problem is what you've thrown out of the circle, what you've tried to throw out of the circle. Okay. Now we, we need you to gather it. Right so on. I might t- 
take them someplace and and leave them to walk a route and that just have this sense of you're going to pick up what you've thrown out of the circle. Uh, And it might be a cactus that's real spiky. Mm -hmm. It might be a broken piece of glass, a shotgun shell, but it's just as you describe it. It's a, it's a way to give it embodiment, so to speak. Right. Okay. And to work, not just with your thinking mind, but with your sort of intuitive self. Mm -hmm. And then you have that object. And when we go to a circle, which is them, the circle is them, but it's Mm -hmm. a physical circle on the land. Right. That they are consciously choosing to bring it back into the circle because that's, they have to choose that if they do not. Powerful. Yeah. Without that choice, I can't do anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, What a powerful representation. You must have people healing, really. I mean, it's a quick, I'm not going to say quick, but I mean, because you're using, it's it's a symbol, like it's a, it's symbolism that represents part of that hurt that you might've had. And you, when you look at that, you can, it's almost like you're putting it there, putting that energy with whatever they've picked up. Is that right? Is that, am I correct? Right. And, yes, and I love it. I love that. So we're actually trying to amplify the vibration that they're trying to get rid of. But if okay. I can get them to relax around it, yes, then it it's something just shifts. Uh, and it it is when we were talking earlier about people's uh, a sense of their own pain and nobody feels what we do. Actually, the soul journey that I do, which is at my home, where I'm journeying to what they want, and I'm going to run into what the is in the way. I'm actually giving voice to all their pain in a way. Yes. I might cry, yell, scream, moan, uh, a story unfolds. So there's a a component there that sort of helps to overcome that sense of isolation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's It's just beautiful. I love it. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant Show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by Symmetrix. And I am speaking with Clay Lamakayu, And I met Clay's voice uh, by listening to audiobooks on Audible. And I loved his voice so much. I was intrigued by his voice that I actually went to Audible and searched him so that I could purchase more books. And I love the subject matter anyway, and purchase more books so I could listen to them. And I'm sure that people are loving your voice today, Clay. Can you let people know where, how they can reach you? Um, well, I have a website, Medicine of One, if people are looking for one of my services um, or just want to, I have people, you know, that do contact me that are audiobook people and just want to thank me or um, there's also my, med- my Medicine of One YouTube channel that has hundreds of free audios for people, as well as some of my own uh, videos where I'm in front of the camera talking about what I do. Yes. Um, So, and obviously, as you just described, just going on Audible and type in Loma Caillou. But uh, the best way to get me is email through my website. That's the quickest way, usually. Mm -hmm. And I uh, listened um, to One Noble Truth and that you're an author and you wrote that book. You've written a a few books. Yes. Yeah. One Noble Truth uh, is sort of a first I wrote Medicine One, 
and uh, it's got everything in it. And then I decided to take a different through line and make it shorter. And that's one noble truth. And the one noble truth is to live at the center. Yes, I lo- I'm going to listen to it again. I just I just loved it. Uh, you're t- you have you just have a magical gift uh, of teaching and then you put your voice to it and it, it's just, uh, it's wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's, uh, I, I'm so intrigued by you. Um, so one of the things that I like to ask my guests uh, on the show is if you feel that you've been called to your journey, to what you're doing today and what you have been doing. I suppose in a way, but I wouldn't put it that way. Okay. Um, because in the sense of living at the center and the spine of your life is sort of what your gift to the world, the way that it happens is by you getting out of the way. Okay. And so if I, if I label myself as the feeling of having been called, there's somebody in the way that's being called. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I just think of it is in some sense, this I'm supposed, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's basically what I mean is that yeah. we we all have a journey and somehow we end up where we are today um, in, two, in 2022. And when you look back over your life, if all of those things didn't happen when they happened and the people that you met, you may not be where you are. You might have taken a different road. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no. My life, it, it, that's where all, everything has come from. And yeah. it's not the, it, and the thing is that, you know, initially we think life's about getting what you want. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that the biggest changes in life are when you lose what you love. Mm-hmm. It's in the pain, isn't it? Yeah. And so how you meet, uh, how you meet your losses determines how much peace you have. Oh, my goodness. Can you say that again? How you meet your losses determines how much peace you have. So in other words, literally lost my dog, Sundance. Yes, Sundance last week. He just passed away this last week. And I consciously try to actually physically bury my dogs because it forces me to be with the tangibility of that, of death. Right. And loss. And as it's happening, I consciously just breathe in a warrior and let my body shake and cry and do whatever it needs to do. Mm-hmm. So I, rather than to avoid it, right. I encourage it. So if I sort of have a thought of him and then, and it makes me feel a little uh, tearful, I actually take myself to that moment when I looked in his eyes mm-hmm. and I just breathe and I let myself feel that. So yes. that's really the whole key. It's like, rather than pushing it away and letting it own you, Right. You choose to own it with love. Right. And your dogs are, and they're, are, are they part wolf? Well, some of them have been. Have but, been. Yeah, they're but, in the, you know, they're in the realm that they're very closely related to wolves. Uh, many of my dogs lately have been like Akitas, which are sort of a Japanese type wolf that's been domesticated. Okay. Um. And they help with your clients. They oh, yeah. Yeah. Their presence can be the key for people. Um, just maybe if we're out on a walk and they seem to 
stick close to that person and it feels like they help them or in the house, they sit down. When I do the soul journeys, beauty leaves the room when I'm doing it. And then she comes back exactly when I'm done and sits next to the person, gives them a lick. And some people are afraid of dogs too. I'm, I am. And, uh, <clears throat> in, and I've seen people just totally get over that. Mm-hmm. So actually I just had somebody come to me. <laughs> they were, they, they had called me up. Uh, they were visiting the area. They didn't really look at what I do or anything. Uh, they had been going all through Sedona trying to do this and do that and have somebody do something for them and fix right. them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and the first thing she shows up at my door and my dog's there and she literally almost panics. Yeah. And I said, okay, there's the problem. <laughs> yes. Fear. Fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one, no matter what it is we contract around it, there's fear. So how do you love your fear? Oh, there's a question. How do you <laughs> love your fear? <laughs> well, it's that old thing is that who you really are is love. Right. You are not fear. So love is the big spacious one. And the fear is just a contraction or movement in the circle. So right. to be the circle to the fear is to love it. So but, you love your fear because it is a message, right? It's well, it's fear is a vibration. It's a vibration. Uh, yeah, because it's picked up by the dogs. Yes. So you anyway. want to let every vibration move. Okay. Uh, but in this sense of bringing something into the circle, bringing the vibration, bringing the feeling in, relaxing around it, the other key is you have to give up what you believe. Right. If you keep believing what you believe about the story, mm-hmm. I'm a it's victim. your story. Yeah. yeah. It's, your, it's your story that you're carrying with you wherever you go. But then you'll so bring it back. You bring it back. Yes. But it doesn't mean some part of you, some. Uh, so the, the you as the circle is your I am is what I call the big I. Okay. It's like a line with two lines that connect heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. But inside the circle, all our little stories and spins are the little eyes. So the key is to, to, for the big eye to love the little eyes. Okay. And the little eyes like a line with a dot with the head spinning. A <laughs> line with the dot with the head spinning, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a great analogy. Um, and... And I'm hoping that our listeners are really resonating with, and, and they'll probably have to listen to the podcast a couple of times uh, because you're, you're teaching us so many things and, you know, it's remarkable and, and people may have shifts uh, while you're talking. Absolutely. You yes. And, um, and I, I'm hoping uh, because like I, I think back to me not even know what, knowing what the center was um, a couple of decades ago. And, and I think back to where I might have been living in my body while well, I would have been living in my head, right? My head was trying to get that figured out instead of me res- having that resonate in my body. And so uh, shifting is good. And there are people that are going to actually be in tears from some of the things that you've said, because you're 
of asking them about their body, their heart and their energies and things like that. And using things to represent th pain from the past and things like that. Hopefully right. And they went out and picked up a rock or something so they could label it with something. And Right. right. And, and the circle is a tool. You can actually go get a round rug and bring your circle into your home. Yes. Remember, the circle is just your quiet I am present. So you sit in the center and you bring in those things. And so you sit in your circle. Yes. Um, and my circles are out in the spacious Southwest with the huge sky. So yes. it's, in, it's that invitation to be that big, that spacious. Uh, yes. Spaciousness is love. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, you've one of the other uh, questions I asked my guest on the show, and you've had a lot of them, but what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? <laughs> That's always, <laughs> you know, there could have been a few of them. <laughs> yeah, what I guess I, it's, uh, I can't, when you, when I'm asked that question, um, the use of that, you know, like, a, uh, I mean, there are, all, there are always a series of these ahas, but right. um, it's, it's not so much like this mind-blowing moment of realization for me. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's, it's actually hard for me to pick something. Um, yes, it is. And, and the thing is, is that it can be just a simple, I mean, one, one person said source uh, was, and they checked dictionaries and they just went all the way back through uh, to uh, old dictionaries to find out um, the meaning of source. And then it, it came right down to love. It came down to heart centered and that is your source. That's where we come from is our source. And so, I mean, it can be as simple as that. I mean, I would have a hard time trying to um, pin it down too, but you know, for me, I, for me, it's actually, it's more, it's not some instant or some thing, right? It, it's something that happens through time. Through time. Yes. And for me, one of the biggest influences has been when I moved to Arizona. Yes. And everything that I had ever done in my whole life started to come together. When you went so, to Arizona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the skills that I had developed, whether with my voice or I was in theater for a while or, uh, and then I, I did, uh, I was a guide out on the land going to ancient sites. And so the sacredness and the Hopi and all these things started to come together. And it, it was, but the land being the connection with the land sort of brought it, helped that really to happen. Right. And is there a special energy at these four corners? Like, is it, is there like a sacred area or? So when you, are you asking me about the, the actual four corners? Are you, or are you asking that me about area. Sedona? Because there's so a difference. Uh, what would you like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sedona is very popular and, and actually very commercialized for its yes. vortexes. Okay? okay. That's not the four corners. No, no, that's not the four yeah. corners. 
Well, it's the sacred land, the four corners, the ancient Anasazi dwellings, the right. the ancient ones. Uh, you know, if you travel through the Southwest, it's just got a magic about it. Yes. And in all those four states, uh, and it, it 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 some people do actually call that the heart center of the earth. Um, with Sedona, this is actually a new idea for Sedona. Okay. Uh, it began in about 1980. Before that, there was no talk of Vortexes. Okay. And it began with one person, which is often how things happen. Yes. Somebody gives a mountain a name and it sticks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And people visit and have experiences and the energy grows and it just it it's like myth in the making that's real. Okay. Uh and so this sort of I mean Sedona is naturally spectacular and beautiful and uh has, you know, energetic anomalies probably that uh, partly are due to the layering of the rocks and whatnot and underground water, but these places are all over the world. Yes. Sedona doesn't have a monopoly on it. The unfortunately thing about Sedona is it's become so highly commercialized. Oh, yeah. um, I haven't lived in Sedona for over 20 years. I live about 20 miles away in Cottonwood. And I rarely get to Sedona. My land is just a few miles down the road. I'm out in the national forest and I have my wonderful sacred places, some places where it's all this bone white rock. Or I go down in the river in a canyon called Canyon of the Holy Beings and, yes. you know, these volcanic cliffs with these figures in them and the river. And so um, I stay out of the busy stuff. Well, it sounds beautiful where you are. Yeah, it is. It's, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona. I love Arizona. I actually have a song. I think it's on my YouTube channel. It's called Arizona, Arizona. And it's my love song to Arizona. So I sing too. <laughs> Good. I'm going. I'll check out your YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely. And I and I uh, asked the guest to uh, to check out. It's Medicine of One is the name of the. That's YouTube right. Channel. Yeah, that's the channel name. Right. Uh, okay. And yeah, and there's there's audiobooks, but there's also my own. If you see a picture of me, uh, then it's I'm in front of the camera. Otherwise, it's an audiobook probably. Right. Um, well, I've I've so enjoyed uh, talking to you uh, today. I look I've looked forward this to this for a long time, and I'm so happy that you accepted my invitation uh, to come on my podcast. It's just it means so much to me. Well, it was good to spend some time with you. Thank you. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com.